0: yeah oh shoot yeah, i totally lost mine oh, I that. <laughs> hi <laughs> there
1: we
2: go i've only done instagram live like once really yeah
0: okay well but people
2: do it all the time
0: yeah and you can save the video and stuff
2: you can mm-hmm. everybody has that one friend who goes live like every night mm-hmm. you
0: know yeah <laughs> hi you guys hi live lotus What's folks up, everyone? Hi, everybody. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Isla Rose, and I'm here with Aaron Abke, and we are recording live off the cuff here at the Live Lotus Yoga Studio. Um, and I can't see who's on there, and I love to say hello to everybody, but thanks for tuning in. Um, tonight, we're recording our podcast because we're going to share um, our event called Accelerate.
1: <laughs>
0: so stoked for this so um aaron um you know i actually don't know how to start this except that i'm really <laughs> excited <laughs> to be here um can you share a little bit uh with the listeners what accelerate is why, why are we doing this
2: yeah why are we doing this
0: why are we it's
2: a good question Well, I know that um, it's been something that I've wanted to do for uh, a long time, but the the desire to do it got really strong, like maybe two months ago. Mm -hmm. Is it February yet? No, it's still January. It's like mid-January.
0: It's mid-January.
2: So um, I've wanted to start like a home group uh, type of gathering with people that are kind of on the spiritual path and seeking self-realization and inner freedom and all that stuff. Somewhere that we can like plug into a community, you know, because I grew up in church and like the best part about church for me was the fact that I had a gigantic community of people that felt like family mm-hmm. that were also on the the same journey and we could share our journeys with one another, become accountable, um, and just grow and expand together. Right. And so when I stopped going to church, uh, that was like immediately a huge vacuum in my life. Mm. Uh, worse than anything else was losing that sense of community and family. Yeah. And so, uh, since my focus has shifted more Um, towards like a universal type of spirituality. I've wanted for a long time to set something up like that. It doesn't have to be fancy. Um, Just somebody's house or whatever. Start small, you know, where we can meditate together, um, learn a little bit together, and then converse about Mm -hmm. spiritual stuff. And so uh, I met Isla on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And we were at uh, our mutual friend Bree invited us to an ecstatic dance event. And we were sitting out by the bonfire and just like getting to know one another and pretty quickly it came up. I think she just asked me like, so what do you want to do like with your life or whatever? And I just kind of explained, you know, um, my trajectory. And she was like, oh man, like me too. I used to run a meditation group at my yoga studio. Yeah. And I was like, no way. And and she said, I've been wanting to set another group up similar to that for quite a while, but I just have been waiting for the right co-facilitator to come along. Yeah. And so I thought that was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Because like, Like I said, I'd wanted to do this for a while, but it wasn't like something that was really burning on my heart yet. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, two months ago or less, I started, you know, I'm going to actually get this together. I want to find people. I'm going to reach out to people. And like within, it's just crazy how it works. Within like a week of that, I meet you and you're like, I'm like ready when you are. You know, (laughs) So we were kind of like, well, let's do this.
0: Locked and loaded. (laughs) So yeah. So we
2: decided to set up, uh, you know, her specialty is guided meditations amongst other things. And my, my specialty is more in like the teaching and conversing aspect. And so we thought, hey, let's blend the two together yeah, and create like a sort of a synergy uh, that maybe, you know, you're not going to find uh, elsewhere at this time. Because, you know, I've been looking for a spiritual home for quite a while out mm-hmm. here in the Bay Area.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: i uh, been to like three or four different spiritual centers and absolutely loved it. Um, loved the environment. But the bummer for me was that I, I didn't find anybody remotely close to my age mm, mm-hmm. and so if you're gonna have a community you know you need to make sure there's um, a little mix of everything right right all demographics involved and so it's especially important for people of free to connect with people your age
0: totally so yeah yeah um, I want to just track back a little bit here because I'm looking at the dates January 16th we met um, basically December 31st, mm-hmm. January 1st, and here we are launching February 1st, um, Accelerate, which the tagline's super awesome. It's like all inclusive, and it mm-hmm. describes perfectly what it is, which mm-hmm. is meditate, liberate, accelerate, and... Um, basically we will be dropping into a guided meditation, which I will be leading. And then we will segue into a teaching on this, on the path of spiritual awakening, self realization and inner freedom. And just to plug back again to what you were saying, yeah, like community around this topic, there's so many of us at different points of our journey. Um, It's so beautiful when we can come together and share and relate and and also have points of discussion that are super relevant. so Aaron, um, super curious, like help, like walk us through how the term accelerate came. Uh,
2: it was one of those things where it just kind of came right away
0: because
2: mm-hmm. um, I'm really into uh, what I a lot of what I teach about on online is how to expand, expanding consciousness, mm-hmm. and another term for expansion is uh, acceleration, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that punctuated what we were wanting to do really well because you know meditate to open us up, drop into stillness together, to be receptive to, um, what is being discussed and then discuss self-liberation, inner freedom, mm. uh, once we kind of prepare the soil. And so, yeah, like celery just came right away and I thought that's the, that's the winner. <laughs>
0: but, um, what do you mean by, um, liberation? Like self-liberation, can you mm-hmm. share a little bit more
2: Uh-oh. about oh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, liberation. Well, liberation from what? Is the question, right?
0: Liberation from what? Okay. And, so um, what are we bound then, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Bound into?
2: Well, part of the human condition is that we're all, we all incarnate here with uh, sort of an illusion, illusory identity. And we call it me. We call okay. it ego, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that conceptually, a lot of us know, especially people on the spiritual path know, I'm not my ego. Um, but it's one thing to have that be a conceptual uh, thing for you. And another thing for it to be a real experience for you, right? Right. Um, what is it to actually experience that I'm not my ego? Right. Rather than just know that I'm not. Right. Because ultimately, until you experience it, you don't really know it.
0: Mm-hmm, right.
2: Mm-hmm. So, liberation, um, self liberation is exactly that freeing you from you,
0: <laughs> freeing you from, from yourself. You, freeing you from yourself. And
2: when I say yourself, I actually mean all the fake versions of yourself that you identify with, right? Mm-hmm. Your true self is already free. Mm-hmm. Uh, your true inner self has never been bound. Mm. Your true self is the one who's sitting back and witnessing, um, even the concept of being bound, right? Mm-hmm. But your attention and your focus as a human being is on all of the uh, human faculties, right? right? Like as distractions, it to be. And things, yeah. yeah. Thoughts, ideas, opinions, mm-hmm. labels, attachments, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's where your that's where mechanisms. your focus is for the most part. Exactly, mm-hmm. it's the evolutionary mm-hmm. uh, survival mechanism, right. and it serves a useful purpose, but the ultimate reason that we incarnate here is because the universe is trying to experience itself right and so how does it how will it go about doing that how could it have a real contrast of what it is and so it needs to you know we say go through the veil of forgetfulness and incarnate into uh, a real entity to have sort of like a subject object relationship with itself mm-hmm. and so you've been it's incarnating in here mm-hmm. doing this for who knows how many lifetimes mm-hmm. and the ultimate goal is for consciousness for the universe to realize itself within the form
1: mm-hmm. right
0: mm-hmm. and
2: that's what we're all sort of doing mm-hmm. on the path to self-realization is to remember i am actually the whole universe mm-hmm. experiencing universe a person
0: in you yeah mm-hmm. um why should people wake up to that.
2: Yeah. Why wake up, right?
0: Why wake up to that?
2: (laughs) Isn't it fun being an ego? (laughs)
0: Sometimes (laughs) a little stressful, I have to say, but, um, yeah, maybe you can share a little bit of a personal experience of like how you came to your awakening, but I'm curious, what is your reason why you are encouraging people to actually wake up and liberate and self realize? Yeah.
2: Well, I, I only encourage people who want to wake up to wake up. because uh, this is a free will universe. Right. And so if you don't want to wake up, that's totally your prerogative. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Ultimately, you will wake up when you're ready to wake up. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not something that can be forced. And even if you do have the desire to wake up, if there is any amount of uh, pull happening on the inside of you that I want to know who I really am beyond the form, beyond this person. Who am I really? Mm -hmm. Right. Do you
0: feel every person goes through that?
2: I feel like it's the destiny of. I don't feel like I know it's the destiny of every uh, entity to eventually arrive at that question. Uh, this is this is the question that resolves all other questions.
0: And that, this is the question that resolves all other questions. Mm-hmm. Like that is the ultimate question.
2: When you know the answer to the question "Who am I?", then it resolves all other questions.
0: Mm-hmm. Is the the I'm, I'm kind of pausing you on your train of thought, but the "Who am I?" is that a fixed answer that's already been destined or is that something that we create? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Ultimately, nobody can give you the answer to that question, right? There is no conceptual answer to that question Mm -hmm. um, because the universe is infinite, Mm -hmm. right? The source, what we ultimately are is infinity. And so infinity cannot be conceptualized. Any any definition you try to come up with, any concept you would try to come up with would just be a limitation of it, not the totality of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so... The universe, God, the source, whatever term you like to use, is ultimately in this uh, sort of like the proverbial snake eating its own tail, right? Right. It no matter, no matter what lengths and reaches it goes to know itself, it ultimately has still infinity in all directions to go.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: it can never catch itself. It can never actually know itself in total. It can just endlessly for all of eternity experience itself.
0: So we're just always going to experience ourselves mm-hmm. and not really fully know ourselves or...
2: The thing about it is, we use the word "know" and we immediately mean, as a concept, right? right. But the, a true sense of knowing is actually beyond concept. Being. It's an experience, right?
0: Yes. So,
2: in the same sense of like the map is not the territory, the the concept is like a a blueprint of the actual thing. The actual thing is, of course, beyond words. Mm-hmm. It's only something that can be experienced, right? Because right. mm-hmm. it's a reality. Mm-hmm. Reality is now. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing that God can ultimately know is that it is itself.
0: Mm-hmm. By experiencing itself. Uh-huh.
2: And from there on, it's just an endless dance of mm-hmm. experiencing what it is. And that's why you are one of those experiences.
0: Right. Right. right.
2: And that's the beauty of the spiritual path is when you, when you know the answer to the question, who am I, then that's where inner freedom comes. Mm. Because the real answer is you find out that you ultimately are an eternal mystery. Mm. And that is where the actual joy. So poetic. Yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful. where the joy springs out of, right? right. Because if you Gratitude can come up.
0: And presence, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you
2: can come up with an answer, who am I? The mind has a lot to say about it, right? Mm-hmm. Who am I? I am this, I am that. I am a father, I am a mother, I am a husband, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's
0: constricting um, labels, I guess.
2: Yeah, and whatever it comes up with, Ultimately deadens you right Mm -hmm. if I'm oh, I'm just a father. That's all I am Mm -hmm. Or whatever, right? So the mind can never grasp it The mind's gonna always come up with an answer and so you have to learn to keep the question and throw away the answers Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: embrace the mystery.
0: So would you say that we're kind of revolving through different identities throughout time?
2: The ego is yes,
0: the ego is Mm -hmm. the
2: self doesn't have an identity crisis (laughs) (laughs) it's only the mind that has an identity
0: crisis (laughs) my my soul is having an identity crisis (laughs) (laughs) but again I want to come back to the question it asked you like why should we wake up
2: yeah well I feel like that's the same thing as asking um, why should we want joy why should we want peace it's ultimately a nonsensical question to ask Mm. because joy
0: to each their own I would say
2: Joy is causeless. Peace is causeless. You don't need anything to be joyful. Mm-hmm. You don't need anything to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. Sadness, depression, anger, jealousy, insecurity, all the manifestations of fear, you it requires a thought you believe in to exist, right?
0: Would and you say that about joy too, though?
2: It can come from a thought. Okay. But true joy is an ever-present reality of who you are. And so, you're,
0: you're that anyway.
2: Yeah, you are that joy. You are that peace because mm-hmm. ultimately you are... source itself and so true joy and true peace comes from contacting that inner spacious stillness right that inner presence of being itself and that being itself is chilling
0: (laughs) it doesn't have any problems
2: right it's mm-hmm. just existence itself, it's intelligence itself, and it's It's not missing any pieces. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. And so the fragrance that arises out of this the inner being is felt as lo- love and joy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. peace.
0: The ultimate state. Yeah, and yeah.
2: it's just shining by itself because mm-hmm. it just is, mm-hmm. right? But fear is not just is. You have to have a thought to be fearful,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Love doesn't depend on a thought. Love just radiates in all directions. Yeah,
0: let's just pause and think about that. Mm-hmm. Does love need to come from any particular source or thought? And you know, just sit with that, folks. Um, chew on it. Yeah, chew on it. <laughs> Actually experience it. Yeah. 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 Um, Aaron, um, why are you so passionate about this? Everything that we're talking about and this work that you want to do?
2: I don't know. It's all I've ever been passionate about.
0: Like, as long as you can remember? As long
2: as I can remember.
0: This is always something you've been it's into? It's always
2: been who I am. Yeah, even when I was a little Christian kid. Yeah. I was all about Jesus all the time.
0: hmm <laughs> Tell me about that shift. It seems like there was a shift. Mm-hmm. Um. You. So you grew up Christian, I'm assuming.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, very much so. Uh, evangelical. Mm-hmm. Uh My parents were pastors, and they were uh, sort of, it's called spirit-filled in the denomination I was in. It's the one where uh, it's the denomination where they typically do a lot of uh, healing miracles and speaking okay. in tongues and Pentecostal type of stuff. Okay. And so I saw a lot of really cool stuff growing up. I saw a lot of um, like like miracles that I couldn't explain. People being healed. Um, as a kid, I healed people of stuff mm. uh, that to this day they're still healed from. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that there was some reality, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't know uh, once I became you know about 22 23 years old i wasn't so sure anymore that it was the the christian evangelical god there was a lot of uh viewpoints that i was being handed that didn't line up
0: were you influenced by exterior no so it was, it was something it was from was the all inside all from the
2: inside out you yeah. felt
0: something wasn't aligning mm-hmm. okay
2: i believe that we are like i said earlier we we come here many times and we're we're all evolving towards the source um through the different you know layers the different densities of Consciousness, And so we're here on this third density, right? And we're learning the lessons we need to learn, uh, which is what the ego is doing for us, right? We're experiencing all our desires and exhausting our options until we come to the recognition of, oh, I cannot find happiness anywhere outside of myself, right? And then the attention turns inward and you start to ask the question, I wonder if maybe I can find it inside myself. Mm. So that just sort of naturally happened for me as I read, you know, I was obsessed with Jesus, was reading his the gospel 24-7, and you know it's hard to not have a, an inner realization reading the words of Jesus, right? So like I think that some people are on this end of the spectrum. Some people are maybe in the beginning of their journey, and you know they have some lessons to learn before they can come to that inner realization that you know I, I don't feel this separation. I'm being t- Handed, you know, I don't feel this duality. This God is separate from me idea. I really feel as though I'm I'm connected with God on the inside. Mm -hmm. And when that starts to happen, you just can't buy the religious stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. And so you, you know, sort of are pushed off into the wilderness (laughs) to be a wanderer (laughs) and figure out. (laughs) And that's where the true journey begins.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah. It's it. We ext like our external environment. We rely on it to give us some data and to quantify. Mm And like make sense of this experience that we're having on the inside, which is kind of it's unseen and invisible. Yeah. Um, And I I wanted to ask you, you know, again, you like came to this point where inside of you something didn't align um, in your Christian faith. Mm -hmm. um, And then you broke off. And can you just share with me like what had happened when you like shifted out of that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting time.
0: I like more like on a practical end, like what was going on in your life at that time like
2: well I moved um, I was working at a church in California in San Jose here uh, full-time and I quit my job and moved back to Oklahoma where I went to school Mm -hmm. Um, and was just like dedicating my life to seeking the truth and figuring out what do I really believe you know and so uh, I was you know reclusive for a while I I just didn't uh, you know when you leave the church and all of your friends and family are in the church um, you typically lose a lot of friends, right? Because um, a so lot of people. So you got
0: pretty lonely. Would you say?
2: Um, yes and no. I, I wasn't really like lonely like you would think because I was so like, uh, I was accelerating so hard into the spiritual seeking that like I was kind of blind to anything else. It was like the blinders were on and I just was going. So for an you, hour. it
0: wasn't like a like a depressive mode really. or anything. Okay, I
2: was going too fast to even think about it. That came m- many many years later. Okay. Um, but at the time, I was just. I must know what's true. I I just
0: want to make a quick distinction. Um, You said you didn't have much, because you were accelerating so fast, you didn't have much time to think about whether or not you were depressed, but did you feel?
2: No. Okay. I really didn't. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, But I felt a lot of other stuff. I felt a lot of fear, which is what was driving the intense seeking, I think. I was afraid that maybe there is no God. Mm. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, the the God I'd come to believe in, I was not so sure about. It doesn't doesn't make sense to me. And so, when all you've ever known is known is one version of God, and that gets deconstructed, then you're left with you know, mm-hmm. like how could you expand your mind part of your enough. ego and identity? Had yeah, to like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It gets very afraid because you've you've ripped away all of its safety net. Mm-hmm. All the certitudes have been removed, and so now the ego's like kind of pissed off at you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, why did you take that safety blanket from me?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I'm wondering for, for others out there, um, do you, well, for those that, that don't have like a Christian God that they follow, for mm-hmm. example, but other world religions, maybe more tribal communities, mm-hmm. um, do you feel that, or do you have an idea of they go through some sort of spiritual awakening and come within and see that it's all inside. Yeah, itself?
2: absolutely. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've talked with many people who grew up, uh, Hindu or, um, haven't talked to any Buddhists, uh, Muslims and yeah, it's, it's, it's all the same journey because mm-hmm. it's the journey inward. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of other, um, religions, you know, all religions point to the same thing that all religions point to the source, but they point in different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. And so eventually if you're really seeking the truth, you're going to have to push away the idols, right? The, the beliefs, the, the mm-hmm. gods, the concepts, and strip away all your knowing and just be empty and, and open to embracing mystery because that's the only real way to know what's true. You have to be completely empty, right? Yeah. If you have any concepts in the way, well, now it cannot appear in its full self to you, right? It has to, abide by your free will right. and work within those parameters. And it goes parameters. through a filter of your ego. It goes through a filter, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you don't want that, right?
0: Yeah, it gets adulterated in some form.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, when you say the word source, what are you alluding to? What do you mean by source? <sighs>
2: You're asking good questions. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what I do. <laughs> we kind of figured that out in our dynamic. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, you know... I almost can't say anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what is that experience for you?
2: Um, it, I feel like it it changes day by day, just in the sense of what aspects of the source that I experience, you know, in my life. It's it's always changing, but you know, the source itself is is beyond ideas, beyond words. It is that which is beyond anything you can conceptualize, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even awareness itself, mm-hmm. it's even beyond consciousness itself because it's aware of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And the craziest part is, I am that as I yes. sit here. Mm-hmm. But, like we were talking about earlier, the source has to project itself down many, you know, infinite layers of mm-hmm. consciousness to get to where we are because it can't just project from the ultimate infinite source to a human being. We'd, we would, there's no way we could do that, right? We wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to handle that. So, it has to go through that veil of forgetfulness. And so we feel as though we have this distance between us. Right. We have this subject object relationship. And we, and
0: we experience that with each other too. In uh-huh. in objects and things like this is me and that's the laptop or this is the mic.
2: Right. And, yeah. I'm over here, it's, it's over, over there. there mm-hmm. Therefore we're separate, right? Right. And it's this amazing illusion that the source is projecting that we're that they're separate things, right? It's everything is everything you're seeing around you is intimately connected and pretending to be disconnected
0: right and only really available if you're if you can perceive it
2: and the more present you become with it the more it all absorbs into one thing right Mm -hmm. and you really oh my god everything really is one being Mm -hmm. expressing itself in all these different ways but it's all from the same derivative the same source Mm -hmm. and so all we can say about the source is that it is the source
0: <laughs> and from
2: there, we see it, we feel it, we taste it, we touch it, we experience it. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: But what we can say about it, nothing really.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, you can't really conceptualize. Yeah, yeah. Thank right. God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> the
2: last thing we need is more concepts. More. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like my concepts. Yeah, only, serve <laughs> a purpose for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um,. You um, talk about like desire and passion. Like I've, we've we've mm-hmm. had conversations around that and in terms of like manifestation or creating an intention, um, kind of, you know, I threw some of those words out and you can kind of pick one see, you know, which one works for you. But yeah. I mean, a lot of us are always like, oh, I want to manifest this or I'm going to create this intention to fulfill on this particular outcome. What is your process around actually creating experiencing your reality or manifesting
2: uh, again it's another one of those things that it changes day by day in terms of What's how much for you yeah how, how much i experience of it to be true because again until you really experience it being true you don't ultimately know it
0: okay wait okay let's backtrack that um experience it to be true mm-hmm. so let's let's take an example mm-hmm. like um that you
2: are creating your reality
0: or let's, let's be a little bit more tangible, like mm-hmm. um, uh, a job Someone mm-hmm. has a desire for this position in this job. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that, that can't come into existence if that person doesn't experience that to be true?
2: Um, not that it can't, but if you can experience it being true on the inside, then it will become true on the
0: outside. How so? Like... Why? Why?
2: Well, because we live in a 100% free will universe. And so this is sort of the way it has to work. Um,
0: It has to work.
2: Yeah. Any other method would be a violation of free agency. Hmm. So if you are a victim in any sense at all, there's not total free will. And the source wants to...
0: Right. The ego is sort of like... um Paralyzed. What's the word like I kind of want to say? In some
2: sense you are still restricted by something Mm -hmm. is the idea. Mm -hmm. That's what victimization is. Right. It's It's the belief that I'm not in full control of my life and my reality.
0: Right. So then your actions that you take from that victim mode are almost um, against or opposite. Yeah, absolutely. Not aligned with whatever you're intending for yourself.
2: Absolutely. You are a creator and you're doing it all the time, 24-7. And you actually do that.
0: We're creating all the time, guys.
2: <laughs> and you're actually so good at it, you can't stop doing it.
0: <laughs>
2: and you don't need it's to go to school. It's when you
0: like kind of get those moments where you're like, "Whoa, I just like manifested or that thing right there," yeah. you know? and you're like, "How?" Oh.
2: And it's so funny to me how you know a lot of people when they first start uh, learning about law of attraction, they come into it. You know, egos don't like to be told they're not victims. So they come into it like, this is utter horse shit. There's no way I'm creating my reality, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you sort of begin to explain to them how it works. And oh, it kind of makes sense, actually. But what it comes down to really is that it's not just what you experience, but a deeper way of knowing it would be the way that you experience what you experience.
0: Okay, let's, let's break that down. The way that you experience what you experience. What do you mean by the way?
2: The way that you perceive anything is showing you as like a direct reflection, uh, who you are in that moment.
0: Mm, Does that make sense? Mm, okay. So, and you
2: attract what you are. Okay. You don't attract what you want. You attract what you are.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So
2: if you want to, the term get in alignment,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that means you must, your desires of what you say you want must also be in alignment with who you are on the inside, how you feel about it, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if I say I want a new job, if I'm being negative and I, I'm doubting it and being depressed about it, mm-hmm. I'm not in alignment with that desire, right? Mm-hmm. The desire itself, the reason I want the job is because the idea of having a better job makes me feel happy, mm-hmm. right? It makes me feel expansive and joyful. So if I want to attract that job, I must step into that reality first and feel the feelings it gives me, right? Mm-hmm. As if it's happening now. Mm-hmm. Because from the universe's perspective, all realities are happening at the same time, right? right? Everything is now. And so it doesn't, it doesn't regard that reality you want as any more valid than the the one you're experiencing now. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do to ask the universe for what you want is not with your words, right? Oh, please give me this. Well, show me you want it, right? So step into Mm -hmm. it with your desire and say, I claim this Mm -hmm. because I feel this about it. And Mm -hmm. go, okay, there you go. Mm -hmm. And he always gives it to you. Mm -hmm. But most of us, it's almost impossible to get into alignment with what we want because the feelings of doubt and negativity creep in and lack and all that.
0: Right. I was going to mention like we're super blocked because we're afraid. So how do we move past that fear? And the word that I kept hearing was like being present,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, because sometimes it's like my mind could have all of these ideas of what I'm wanting and it's like entertaining all of these fears, but inside there's something else that's different. It's like Mm -hmm. So Absolutely, yeah. how do we move past the fear and the blockages, even though we know, like, I want this job, um, but, you know, I'm not qualified mm-hmm. or whatever.
2: The first thing is to be aware of it, because when you become aware of it, then you, you can immediately recognize that it's not you. Whether you recognize that mm-hmm. consciously or subconsciously, once you become aware of something, you create distance from it. Mm -hmm. Right, So now you're the subject, it's the object, Mm -hmm. and you're no longer identified with it. Mm -hmm. So when you can observe your fear or whatever it is, then you're starting to realize that you aren't the fear. The fear is just a program. Mm -hmm. The fear is literally just a conditioned response. Mm -hmm. And so...
0: But we're so like merged in and like attached to that. mm -hmm. Some people can't even distinguish.
2: Right. Because there's there's not a lot of awareness in their Mm -hmm. life yet. Okay. So it's about cultivating that awareness.
0: Cultivating awareness.
2: And so... So the the way to to go about it is really just to reprogram the software. Okay. So do what I do is focused meditations every single day, mm. and I'm trying. You're basically rewriting the conditioned process right. of the mind by stepping into what you want and and having an intense focus on what your desire is. Right. So that's if I want this new job, then I'm going to close my eyes, get into that deep state of stillness where I kind of enter that you know quantum field where everything's possible. And I'm just in the void and I'm ready to make a desire known, right? Mm -hmm. Once I'm in the void, once I'm in stillness and the clutter of the mind is not chattering away anymore, blocking Mm -hmm. me, right? From being still, then I can send a direct signal up. Mm -hmm. So meditation is super huge for this.
0: Yeah, but you can't just sit back and just like sit in your meditation and like make things pop up. Well, you
2: can, but if you're experienced at it, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're, if you aren't experienced at meditation yet, then the best thing for you to do is just meditate period, right? Mm-hmm. Cultivate awareness.
0: Mm-hmm. But isn't, well, I guess what I mean to say is, not aren't there actual things that we need to to do mm-hmm. to like get that job aside from just sitting down? And
2: oh, well, of course, I'm just talking about um, like the inner that? working stuff. Okay, yeah. the inner, okay. Because ultimately everything stems from the inside out. So if you really feel confident about the job, if you really desire the job, if it really makes you happy to think mm-hmm. about it, you will take the steps. Mm-hmm. Your actions are just the effect of what's already happened on the inside, right? Mm -hmm. If you're afraid, you won't. You might not even apply for the job, right? right? Mm -hmm. So everything manifests from the inside out.
0: Right. If you already have a hesitation or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And if you're excited about it, you can't wait to go apply, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, totally. So that's
2: kind of what I deal with is the inside stuff first.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How does one cultivate awareness? And you guys can comment. How do you cultivate awareness?
2: We can read the sideways questions. How do you cultivate awareness?
0: Yeah. How do you cultivate awareness?
2: Well, you can ask yourself the question, am I aware right now? Mm -hmm. And anyone listening is aware. If you could hear the fact that I said the question, you're aware. And so awareness is, it's very subtle, right?
0: And then I hear, and I hear the voices saying, of what? Aware of what? Aware of what? Yeah. You you said, are you aware? Mm -hmm. And I hear some voices say, aware of what?
2: Perfect. So we've caught it. Okay. We've got the ego in the net. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's,
2: that's the mind. That's... <laughs> and then what? That's the mind.
0: And then what? So that's the mind. Uh-huh. And then the What I am I
2: aware of? Give me an object. R- oh, the, so the then mind... we, have,
0: we have to identify. Uh-huh. We need to conceptualize. We need to like kind of the contrive m- some answer to that question.
2: The mind can only know objects. So it always demands an object. If it can't taste, touch, see, hear, or smell it, it says it isn't real, right? So if you say, am I aware? And an inner, an intuition inside you says, yeah, I know I'm aware. It's the I am, right? Mm. I, I exist.
0: And the ego aware I am, of what?
2: I am what? <laughs> like there needs to be something after it. Like mm. existence itself isn't good enough.
0: Mm-mm. And so we just
2: go off with it, right? We, we empower it with our belief, we and get off busy we go. Again. We're I am our a guy. I am... We're
0: doing this stuff yeah, exactly. and <laughs> all this other stuff. All
2: the song and dance.
0: To make ourselves feel mm-hmm. what?
2: Why are we doing the song and dance? Yeah. Uh, to make ourselves feel. Uh, it's, it's to, the ego is always trying to validate its sense of identity. It's, which is ultimately to say it's sense of separation Mm -hmm. from all that there is. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately you aren't separate from all there is. So it has to constantly distract you to convince you that you are. (laughs)
0: Does that make sense? (laughs) It's like a little trick. It has
2: to always be giving you some identity to cling to. Mm -hmm. Because the second you let go of identity, you become the allness.
0: Mm -hmm. Which can be scary for people.
2: It is. It's It's scary for people. Egos. Exactly. You
0: know, what are you going to do, guys? You know, like what's possible? Like. Who who am I without who am labels? I, who am I? Yeah, and this, yeah. that's for me it's like exciting because I'm like, oh, I get to create something. That's the most
2: exciting thing for me. Yeah. Is when I see somebody else get that. You know? Mhm. It's just it's you never know who's going to get it.
1: Mhm.
2: You know, it could be the person you least expect.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, typically is people that are suffering the worst, right? And you sit down with them and have a talk with them and they're like, ripe. They're like ready to realize who they are because they're just like, "Get me out of here," you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes people that are really happy mm-hmm. come to that. You never know who it's going to be, mm-hmm. but when it happens, it is an undeniable, life-changing sort of uh, recognition, and okay. you can't ever go back again once mm-hmm. you see that. It's sort of like watching a movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you can only really watch a movie once, right? Because mm-hmm. once you know what's going to happen, right, you can't really be as engaged, right. Mm-hmm. And so the same way, once you see the futility of your ego. That it's just an automatic, mechanical machine in your head. Mm-hmm. And it's not a re- there's nobody actually there. Mm-hmm. Well then, now when it talks, you can't take it as seriously anymore. Mm-hmm. And so consciousness just continues to expand and expand. Yeah. Awareness continues to grow.
0: I love the movie analogies, like once you watch it once, right? Yeah. You're just engaged and open, you don't know what to expect, but if you go back and watch it again, mm-hmm. there's a different perspective yeah. or a distinction that you're making. So it's kind of like like observing the ego like a movie again. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: and every time you watch the movie, it gets harder and harder to be engaged by it. True. Right? If, you mm-hmm. watched, if you've if you watched a movie a hundred times, it's a lot harder to be engaged. That is true. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless and you super s- like the movie. <laughs> yeah. so, like, Unless the ego really likes that thing and just wants to keep repeating it over and yeah. over
2: again. And even like, um, you know, people, uh, their favorite movies, a lot of people don't watch it. Too often on purpose, that's because they don't want to lose that mm-hmm. feeling it gives them. And the same with music, right? You listen right. to the same song a hundred times, and all of a sudden, the the hook doesn't catch you as much. You're mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, I'm over it, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's not a good song. Mm-hmm. It means you saw eventually you got deadened to it, and so you become deadened to your ego. Mm-hmm. By every day, you just become more aware of it. Yeah. Some voice creeps in. You go, That's not me. Get out of here, dude. Mm-hmm. Right? And then eventually, the voice just doesn't appear anymore because you've drained it of energy. Yeah. So it unfolds by itself.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, so I just want to segue back to Accelerate, guys. Um, what, what can we expect? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you should come. <laughs> okay, what are we offering? <laughs> I'm offering a guided meditation and community.
2: Yeah, um, we are offering... The opportunity for you to realize what is true
0: for yourself.
2: Yeah, if you desire it, if you're willing for it, mm-hmm. if you're seeking it, mm-hmm. then we are providing a space for you to explore that desire.
0: Mm, that's really beautiful. That's a beautiful invitation. Yeah, and well, to also do that in community.
2: Exactly. Yeah, with one another who are also mm-hmm. seeking the same thing.
0: Yeah, and different points of their path, we I mean, can like compare noi- notes.
2: That's what's cool is that we're all seeking the same self (laughs) because we all are the same self.
0: We are. Yeah. So we're in it together. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, um, I feel like this is, you know, a good like transition point Mm -hmm. unless there's something else that you want to present. I'm solid. Yeah? Yeah. You're solid. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, the... Um, Accelerate series is gonna be starting February 1st here at Live Lotus Yoga Studio. Um, There's gonna be a lot of information out on Instagram and Facebook. Follow Live Lotus, and the Live Lotus people follow Aaron. Yeah, I'll
2: be posting the flyer for this, guys, on my next uh, story, I'll put the info in my my bio and all that good stuff, so Mm -hmm. any of my friends from San Jose or Bay Area, you guys wanna come?
0: Come through! I got you a seat. Yes, 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 yes. And we plan on doing this bi-weekly. Every other Friday. Yeah, so please come um, February 1st um, to be with us. Um, Is there any closing remarks? Anything you want to leave the viewers with?
2: Uh, just that I'm so excited.
0: Yeah. I've got yeah, so much energy
2: inside of me for this. <laughs> it's like, it almost it feels like I've been waiting my whole life for something like this. You know? <laughs> it's like one of those things for well,
0: me. I'm really glad that, you know, this like v- just like came in really fast. Again, we just met.
2: Literally just met.
0: We just met.
2: I don't even know your last name. Uh, is it Rose? <laughs> Rose is your middle name, right?
0: Um, yeah. Um, but it's the 16th, I was saying. We met by the fire. And we're going to light another fire up. That was like
2: 17 days
0: ago. It's wild. That's crazy. It's wild. And all this stuff is just happening. I'm feeling really excited, too, because it's been a while since I've held space for community. So what's up to all my understanding people come through and be with us again? It's going to be a slightly different format, but um, familiar in many ways as well. And I would just love to have your company and, and holding space together. Um, yeah, I think we're going to sign out. Um, thanks
2: for tuning in guys. Yeah.
0: So sending so much love and I, there's a quote that I love and I just want to say it's from Rumi. Hit
2: me with it. Oh, some Mm Rumi. Come on girl.
0: Let the beauty of what you love be what you do.
2: Oh my gosh. I've never heard that one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's one of my favorites.
2: I can't believe that. That's amazing. Yeah. Love it.
0: All right, you guys. Thanks so much. Love you guys. Bye. Okay. Yeah, it was...